0: So, hi, Marcus. Uh, one question. What is head crushing? Why, why the name what head... Is head... Yeah, why the name head <sighs> crushing?
1: Uh, I, I think everybody who is in programming knows this situation when it's late at night and your code gets worse and worse and you start crashing with your head on your keyboard. Oh, so, okay. <laughs> okay. That's, yeah, that's why I choose this name for my blog.
0: So, it means also, um, if I would read your blog, this could happen with me. Or is it your blog the remedy <laughs> for head crashing?
1: Both. <laughs> Both? Okay. Nice. And if, if you read my blog too long, then it will happen indeed, yes.
0: <laughs> okay. So, um, you also mentioned that you are an author. So, you, you wrote some books. Mm,
1: actually, not books. Uh, I wrote for some magazines like… Uh, Java Magazine? Let me think. Java Magazine, right? And IX and uh, Heise. Mm-hmm. And uh, currently I have a frequent column in the German IJAC's own club magazine called
0: Java Aktuell. Java Aktuell, okay. And what topics? So what topics are you covering?
1: Well, er- everything what have to do with Java in general, but uh, in, in the recent... Uh, publications. It's mostly about JAX-RS, RESTful programming, Jakarta, and all that.
0: Okay. So, and um, what you also mentioned is that uh, the last time or uh, last podcast that uh, you started in one point of time to talk about uh, on conferences and write blogs. The question mm-hmm. is why you started with that. So, or why you became a speaker? Why
1: did I become a speaker? Mm, I, I think there are there are. Several reasons for that. One reason is that I was attending the first or second JAX conference,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and and I thought, cool, being a speaker is cool. Um, and then it needed many many years. <laughs> and uh, another reason is that back in high school, I I had fun writing, and my my teacher. Was asking me if I like to become a journalist, mm-hmm. and so so this is this is something that's inside of me that I want to to give information to people and directly showing it in front of the audience is is way more cool and and flexible than writing just a text and waiting half a year until it gets printed. So I, I somehow I got into that and. Yes, it's it's just fun, and I like doing it.
0: Okay. So and so you you attended the second Jax. So I think it was in in the near of Frankfurt. It was called Murfelden back then. And, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. And when you became the uh, when was your first speaking um, uh, gig? Oh yeah, I I
1: oh. actually can't remember the exact year, but I think it was about two thousand ten wow. or something like that.
0: So it took you yeah. eight years. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Similar um, story here.
0: So I was um mm-hmm. at year two thousand at Java One and I saw the speakers. Uh-huh. Oh wow, one time I would really like, you know, to speak. And I started to yeah. submit I think three years later. And the first mm-hmm. uh, talk which was accepted was in two thousand seven. So it took me seven years mm-hmm. until something got accepted actually. <laughs> yeah.
1: So so you know the reason. It's not that you don't want to do that or don't dare to do that but you have to get accepted and this is a process you you have to stay behind uh write uh, write proposals again and again and again and someday you are lucky yeah. and it took 8 years for me so. yeah <laughs> yeah
0: the next thing um what what interests me is uh so you started to work with Jack but what were okay. your first contributions so what you uh, so we had a ch- uh, brief discussion with the client side caching but what were yeah. areas you were interested in Jaxrs? Because yeah, you, you so as we covered, you are using Jaxrs uh, in your company. So it's not like you know you mm-hmm. would like to improve the world, rather than you have concrete requirements. So which mm-hmm. requirements you had and and what you achieved in Jaxrs, or what were, were your idea and so forth?
1: Uh, okay, you you actually asked for the first contribution in <laughs> Jaxrs, so I have to think about that. Um, or one actually, of the, the first, you know, first...
0: what 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 you are interested yeah. in? So you, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, it had to do with, with extending JAX-RS um, because back then I was writing a, a WebDAV extension. So I wanted to do WebDAV on top of jax independent of the actual implementation. So it's, it shouldn't be a Jersey-specific thing. Mm-hmm. And there were some limitations in jax 1.0, and I ex- uh, extended the the API to get rid of that limitations to be able to have more flexibility in writing extensions. I think that was actually the, the first contribution I actually did on my own. So everything
0: the provider yeah. annotation was your idea?
1: No, <laughs> not not the provider annotation. But uh, I uh, there there are several interfaces. Let me think. I I think in in the area of the status if mm-hmm. if i remember correctly they they were hard coded as a class and i, I reworked it into an interface i think but mm-hmm. i'm not not pretty sure it's too long ago actually okay.
0: so you you wanted to have uh to implement webdav as an extension for stock yeah. javaxres and then something was lacking and you try to extend the specification to make it possible right
1: right right actually i i was uh asked to provide such a proposal by Mark Hatley Back then, he was the specification lead, and he was very friendly and, and inclusive. He actually gave me the freedom to, to invent a feature, mm-hmm. and I discussed with him, and it was finally accepted. It, it was pretty cool experience, actually.
0: Mm-hmm. And most of the spec leads are actually nice. I mean, yeah. It, it, yeah. In, in the Java ecosystem, I would say... Almost everyone is nice. Almost, I think, because there are probably exceptions, but uh, as, as far as I know, everyone I know is nice. It's really hard yeah. to f- find someone who is really strange, right? So, I mean, if I remember, I never had... I rarely, did, Yeah, it's just like... Uh, and, and I got on, on my blog someone, uh, Ross... Um, he came from somewhere else and uh, he asked questions and i said yeah. this java is an amazing community because they are mostly friendly people who answered his questions and and i and i thought why not i mean what should we do you know we cannot yeah. just go say go away or whatever i mean this is is just normal way of yeah interesting but you
1: you think you think it is normal but actually I, I i have i have to tell two things about that being friendly certainly you're right we all are friendly people but that there's a second level where we are not so friendly. This is when it comes to money, right? So um, behind the scenes, there are discussions where, where things are not that friendly, actually. And the other thing is, why why are people telling us the Java people are so friendly? My, my wife told me all the, the Java people are so friendly. Why is that? Um, I don't know why it's that, but I can tell you that there are other people in, in the IT business. For example, if, if you're looking into the area of graphic design software, they are not friendly at all. And if you are used to those people then you really think the Java people are very, very friendly. So this is a special thing for, of the Java people. They actually are friendly. That's right.
0: Yeah, and um, I mean one thing could be uh, people we know. They're, they're already attending conferences and uh, and they are somehow more open, but these people, they know a little mm. bit of history. You know, we have like you know, we like to talk about James Costling, Scott McNeely, Sun Microsystems, mm. and the Duke. Mm. And this is like you know, mm. nice history. And I think this is what, uh, what, why we are not that serious, or however it's called. So, whenever I was, I was once in in China in Beijing, and 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 uh, mm. back then it was organized by Oracle, and Oracle mm-hmm. told me you have to be careful. So if you uh, they, they, they won 't ask you any questions because it 's completely different culture, and this was the opposite. I got uh-huh. so many questions that i couldn 't you know complete the session and we had uh, exactly the same discussion <laughs> as in Europe you know about Duke and whatever yeah. and This was for yeah. me no difference and mm-hmm. <laughs> The one funny thing in China is I asked the developers. Um, um, about something kung fu or whatever and they say we don't care yeah. about kung fu and all the, the crap we have no time we have to we, we you spend all the time programming <laughs> you know
1: that's funny because um th- this year i'm again uh providing the session about uh, java and kung fu oh uh, in, in the java conference okay <laughs> for java programmers actually okay <laughs>
0: No, but I asked yeah. them about the real Kung Fu, you know, and the thinking and, and yeah. whatever, and they say, oh, we don't care, we have no time for that, so... We, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. yeah. N- nice. <laughs> okay, so the, your first thing was extensions, and then you became the yeah. one of the spec leads immediately, or...? No,
1: no, okay. I, I'm I'm not a spec lead, actually. Everybody thinks that, because I'm doing a lot of work, but I'm actually not a spec lead. Ah, I thought um, you were a spec lead. No,
0: oh. no, 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 no. So why are we the spec- talking then, you know? <laughs> 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 <Goodbye. right now. laughs>
1: no, actually, uh, the spec leads uh, were Oracle people always um, because they wanted to stay in, in control of everything, which is clear. They, they have investments in all that and they want to be mm-hmm. the one who gives the, the, the main line where, where everything has to go. Uh, but I'm a, a committer to JAX-RS, which means um, I I have full powers at the Eclipse Foundation to do with JAX-RS whatever a committer can do. Okay. Um, there is no spec lead anymore in, in that direction uh, since we moved to the Eclipse Foundation yep. because um, they, they have a different uh, governance model, though mm-hmm. so we have uh, – well, it's it's called project lead, and it has more to do with looking after all the rules. So he has no special powers. So, uh, spec let's go 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 powers. go
0: quickly through that. So what I what, what I understood is there is an E4J project, so more or less you can do whatever you like there. There is like spec project, which uh, is the mm-hmm. API for the E4J, and and if you are a committer, you get uh, you can be elected as a project lead, and you get one seat mm-hmm. and a special powers, or I could mm-hmm. buy this by being advisory board or something like this, right? So I had already the chat. So I can also become a sponsor and and buy a seat, right? This is also possible.
1: Well, that that, that that's a pretty complicated discussion. Oh. Uh, um I, I norm-
0: thought I thought a, a I thought computer. now is the discussion over. Okay. I clarified everything. <laughs> <laughs>
1: No it, it, it's 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 just starting at that point. Oh my and the, the the actual story the actual story is uh that the Eclipse Foundation wants to tell everybody that being a committer is the greatest thing you can do because you get elected as a project leader and you can have a seat in a steering committee and all that. But actually um the 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 number of seats is uh not balanced. So the the, the ones Buying their seats mm-hmm. are much more people, so um, you you have you have to accept in the Eclipse Foundation that the large companies like IBM, Oracle, Siemens, or something, they they always will be the ones who give the direction because they give the money.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: As a committer, you mm-hmm. you only have a, a, a small chance of influencing everything in the political direction a committer in the eclipse foundation has all the powers on the source code level so as a spec committer i i have a veto right in in checks i i can prevent bad things to happen and i can force good things to happen but i have no political powers in the eclipse
0: foundation but but you could get a seat right no not me personally
1: all no, all all, mm-hmm. all committers vote one guy for one seat in yeah. that committee. Yeah, so All committers from all projects, ah, from all problem. specs. So we have one yeah. project
0: lead which was voted by all committers and he has or she or he has to fight against uh, all the people with money, right? Or work not, with them. Not, but...
1: not, 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 not only him. You, you, need, you need to understand that, that from all the, the, the specs not mm-hmm. just checks rest there there are twenty or forty different specs in a check, check e workspace from all these projects from all these committees from all these project leads only one single person is elected. Oh and that this is what really...
0: I completely misunderstood. I thought per spec one <laughs> yes. person.
2: No. <laughs> oh, so no, we have no, to no. talk
0: with Tanya and with the others then. So this interests me. So the next conference, the, I will the, approach them because this was my misunderstanding. I thought pros yeah. one. But still, if, if, there is one implementation e for j and there is a steering committee yep. for JAXRS, right? Yep. Right. Uh, who right. is in the steering um, committee from JAXRS? Ju- 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 uh, the,
1: the steering committee is not for JAXRS. The steering committee is for Jakarta EE. Ah, and, and R S is governed by the committers. So, that means so one, the means one Jakarta EE
0: committee is, governs everything?
1: The, the Jakarta EE committee governs everything which deals with g- generic spec issues, like legal issues, for example. This is like
0: what was the, exactly the same at Sun and Oracle time. There was the Java EE uh Spec, which is like umbrella yes. specification, yes. But then we got right. the API and SPI division. What's interesting me right now is so we have Jakarta EE, uh, like umbrella spec, and but we also mm-hmm. have JAXRS API and SPI, right? Uh, it, we don't
1: have a JAXRS SPI actually. Uh, the specification we are providing is only about the API mm-hmm. and the what, what we had. Back in the JCP, which was the the reference implementation, mm-hmm. Jersey, mm-hmm. this is completely
0: discoupled.
1: Yeah, right. So it, because it has, you, you we it, can it have multiple. Nothing to
0: do. Yeah, exactly. We have multiple right, implementations. Right. right. Mm-hmm.
1: It it has no special role. Uh, Jersey is just like uh, uh, CXF or REST-EC. So they, they write their own product and they apply for being... Um, certified by Mm -hmm. us so we just give a certification but Jersey has no special powers or special relationship to us anymore
0: this is what I forgot so actually the JAXURES project uh, so the Jakarta RESTful Services project it only comprises API and the SPIs, right. the reference implementations, they can come and go. So there could be multiples or are actually multiple um, implement multiple compatible implementations. Okay, mm-hmm. then it makes sense because we have the umbre- umbrella Jakarta-E and then we have just the JAXORS and the others API. So it is not the different that it was right. before except R- RI reference implementation is out of scope.
1: Yeah, the the problem is um, at in JCP times, mm-hmm. um, Oracle did both. They they provided the JAX-RS, They provided uh, Chuck, uh, uh, Java EE. They provided GlassFish. They provided Jersey. It, mm-hmm. it was all in in one big repository. Mm-hmm. And when they gave the code to the Eclipse Foundation, we had to split it up. Mm-hmm. We we had to make a difference horizontally and vertically. Mm-hmm. There's a difference between the specs and the, and the, the implementations, the mm-hmm. products. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between and and Jakarta
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it, it's not completely done it, there are still small interconnections we fight about how to resolve them and uh, th- this is the boring part of being uh, in the in the spec uh, business you you have to solve all that interconnections so everything is is cleanly separated and will still work
0: mm-hmm. okay you you like the way it is uh, right now no. <laughs> what do you, actually, what, do you, what do you don't like?
1: Uh, actually I don't like that with with money you can buy influence. That that's one one point I really dislike at the Eclipse Foundation. I understand why they did it, but mm. it's it's not something I like.
0: Yeah, but uh, the, the question is what they do with the money, right? If they contribute the money back, then it's okay, but if they, I don't know. Uh, buy a uh, ivory tower for the eclipse uh, for for Tanya and what's the name of the, of the yeah. guy? Well, then then it's different. But <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: actually, actually, what they do with the money is um, first they they have um, infrastructure. They they have to run twenty four seven. People don't know this, but they have their complete infrastructure with lots of servers. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second thing is um, they have uh, a staff of lawyers and uh, the president and and all that. So there there are people providing uh, legal insurance, you could say, yeah. for for us. And this, this is really expensive,
0: and, but important. So if, if someone will use yeah. no APIs, is really important uh, the lawyer stuff. So uh, I yeah. uh, in code reviews, I, I get asked now which, for instance. It's okay, you know, to include such a license in or distribute mm-hmm. such external mm-hmm. library with our code. I tell my clients I have no idea. Uh, ask your lawyers. I have a basic right. feeling but i'm not a lawyer and yeah exactly yeah
1: and this is completely resolved for us so we have a system at eclipse foundation i just type in the name of the dependency i want to pull in mm-hmm. and uh, there are lawyers they're checking exactly the source code they really read the source code mm-hmm. and uh, they they tell us exactly yes you may do it it's not problem at all or they say please don't do that okay and if if you have to pay that with your own money, you wouldn't do that. Yeah, it's yeah. really, really expensive
0: So i mean but so, so, we have basically no solution, so I also don't like the idea that someone can buy seats, but I don't see any other solution right what you can do
1: well the the different solution would be like the uh mm-hmm. they they have a best effort, so okay. they they try to do their best without money, and the outcome is dubious. Maybe they are right, and you may do what you did, maybe they are wrong, and you 're screwed right <laughs> so you, but I think at this you time
0: should. with Oracle you know with the spec, I think it's better that this everything is more organized with Eclipse, I would say, you know this uh, whole jakarta e namespace and it it, it, yeah. it
1: it was a bit chaotic first, but it's it's pretty well organized now. The okay. problem is that the the people don't know how it is organized so still there are lots of people just r- doing their thing and you, you have to catch them and tell them the rules and there there are particularly from the big vendors because they were not used to open source mm-hmm. they were not used to to develop in the open mm-hmm. and um, it's it's sometimes hard to convince them not to just hack in their ideas and get it pushed through but discuss with users discuss with volunteers like me to find a solution which is not just usable for them but actually a benefit for for all the end users
2: yeah
1: and this slows down the process and and it's it's sometimes it makes you angry to to have all that arguments But in the end, it's the best for everybody because we want to have stability for a long time and we want to have a specification. We we don't just want to have one product. Mm -hmm. We want to have a specification like a law where everybody can read and understand and follow. Mm -hmm. And um, this is what some people hate about um, the the Eclipse Foundation's way to do things because it has a lot to do with laws and and with justice and – we we have many discussions about what what is the right way to do it in the eclipse foundation mm-hmm. and people don't see that this this is all behind the scenes mostly
0: okay um so i i thought you know my uh my genius summary how eclipse works would you know conclude the discussion about politics and organization but uh, it was not uh, completely right my my understanding how it works. So we now we clarify that. So what was your next? What was your next uh, contribution or contribution idea? So I'm just what I'm curious. What what was your you know area of action in JAXRS? So first there were the extensions solved. So you could deploy WebDAV. Yeah. Then what was next? Your next goal?
1: Yeah, I, I I I had the. It's, it's more an abstract goal, actually. I, I had the goal to influence the, the next versions of JacksRest to be more usable for users. Because um, you, you have to understand what it was working back then. There was Oracle doing their thing, mm-hmm. and they, they ag- agreed that others may vote about the end result, yeah. mostly. But so, about Oracle,
0: uh, <laughs> my also yeah. it it sounds like you know Oracle. But the truth is, mostly they were you no know, old or old. They were some form of some employees and programmers yes. who just mm-hmm. were happened to be now Oracle employees, and most of them were brilliant. So I, oh, sure. I, I was in all these specs, and I was the laziest no spec lead ever because if I read what they wrote, I say, of course, mm-hmm. sure, I could reformat the, you know the text or whatever. But this is actually already brilliant and um and uh this was a little bit the problem right that they 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 were really good people and good i mean not like you know geniuses but they were programmers pragmatic programmers who 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 who, who exactly knew you know what to do
1: yes that, that's true but on the other hand they they only had their own view Yeah, right this is true so this is true so, yeah. in particular, so, so what, what you didn't like,
0: what mm-hmm. what in particular, you know, annotation or, or mm-hmm. whatever, what you had to improve to make it more usable? Just to give me an impression.
1: Um, the, yeah, the, the the point is that if if you only work as a vendor, mm-hmm. you try to use your own API, mm-hmm. rename it as ChexRS, ah, and give yes. it to the rules. Okay. Don't no, Sure. Um, if, if you have used different application servers before, mm-hmm. then you notice the API could be different to be more easy to the end user. Okay. And this is what I try to influence. But with, I, 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 what yeah. you
0: influence in concrete, so what, what you saw which could be improved. Give me an example do you have something it, uh,
1: <laughs> it's, it's a long ago i don't know the details okay, okay. It, it was it, it was about parameter names it was about function names okay. it was about the, the the way how to pass parameters and all that it it was a lot of small things i i tried to improve it was uh the 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 text phrases in the spec for example okay the examples uh the, to to make them more concise and all that
0: so this I, um, i'm completely with you so i, I also um mm-hmm. for me it's very important to know what the names are and uh, because it has to be readable and it has to be intuitive so if you look at this you should immediately know grasp what's going on exactly
1: right Mm -hmm. right and and when we were moving to the eclipse foundation then i had a chance to actively provide features that was really great because i had access to the source code of the specification before it gets discussed and uh, so I started to actually write my own code and, and uh, made proposals to to complete extensions of the API, which ended in, uh, for example, uh, the Java SE Bootstrap API, which was my own complete invention. Cool. And I, mm-hmm. I I gave it for discussion and. We, we had a real open discussion with all the vendors, with the users. It was really great. It, it took months, and it was completely uh, was completely reworked. So it was not my thing anymore, but it was a, a, a community thing then. Mm-hmm. And this was a cool experience to see that the community is able to provide a large set of new interfaces from scratch, Within months, that was really cool.
0: Yeah, but what I assume what you did, you already tried everything out uh, out in your company, right? So you you do the Java SE bootstrap mm-hmm. and uh, it worked. So and and yeah. then you just you know took the source code and 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 cleaned it up and 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 yeah, and, right. <laughs> so this is how it works. <laughs> it's more yeah, I'm it's really more curious. I, it's just, I think it is impossible. also for me, it would be hardly possible to write a spec without code, right? Right. And you, is, you must
1: be a genius.
0: Yes. <laughs> or not, or it, it has, it, You did it multiple times. Let's say you do you do JAXRS and then you do uh, Apache RS and then you do Linux mm-hmm. RS and then and and then you know. Okay, there. are the, the, the fourth time you already exactly know what's what happens, right? But this is yeah. this is what never happens in our industry because no one will implement the same thing twice.
1: Yeah. Sure. I, I actually um, I implemented. Uh, this particular feature three times mm-hmm. to see what is the best way for a generic interface.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so we are pretty sure that it's it's useful now and, and uh, it provides benefit. Uh, if, if I would just go to a whiteboard mm-hmm. and, and think over what could be a cool API mm-hmm. that's of no use at all, it, it, it wouldn't work. Yep. after 5 minutes of of actual using it you would see flaws and and you you could throw it away you you must always write code and and test things out and and model it i always i always tell my colleagues model your code don't don't just think one solution and code that but model it like like you would it would be a sculpturer. and in the end you will find an an interface naturally it 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 would be looking good and feel good to use that interface and it must come out of actual code
0: absolutely right yeah so then then I'm curious about uh, a completely different topic so I get sometimes I get questions and what's my opinion about contract first so that we let's say <laughs> uh, write the rest uh, uh, thing in let's say YAML JSON some kind of specification mm. and then generate code so what's your uh-huh. opinion about that I hate that yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 this thing has problems on multiple levels. So uh, recently, True. this was last week. At, someone asked me this: "Is okay? Let's say we manage to generate the code, and um, what we do with the code? Do the code belong to us or to this pack? If the code belongs to belongs to us, um, then it's, it's it's fine. But if we say, what happens if we regenerate? You know, we have to regenerate the code, then everything breaks. And what usually mm-hmm. happens in real world projects?" And ruler project means there are several more or less crazy architects and you know poor developers and the architects say okay <laughs> this code doesn't belong to to us and then they have to map you know so the they have a mappers which maps yeah. the generated code to the actual code and and this is done hell on earth so I, I say okay what you are actually doing we can come back to SOAP so we already generated everything in SOAP and now you we are supposed to do the same in Jaxures. Yeah. I'm I'm happy that you are with me here so uh,
1: uh, it's a, a small story about about uh, that. I can remember when when I was uh, at college, mm-hmm. and uh, we were taught that in future. I, I need to say this was 1993, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> in future, there there is no more work for coders mm-hmm. because if if you have a system where you can give the interface in a formal language. Then the computer will write the perfect code for you automatically, mm-hmm. and and meanwhile, I I think the world should give up that idea. We already have crazy fast computers. We have deep learning. We have we have artificial intelligence. We have templating systems. We have automatic tests. We have all that. But still, the best code is written by a cool coder. So. <laughs> I think there there will ever be people that think contract first is a good idea, but in the real world, it's just not working. Actually, I have never seen that working.
0: Yeah. The same with me, I have to say. So I'm glad that, you know, because, um, I'm a consultant. I'm working more or less alone. I mean, I'm working in teams, but, uh, mm-hmm. since I'm a freelancer, it's not like I have a team of people I can, you know, I, they're mm-hmm. tra- traveling with me. So I'm traveling alone to the clients and then I'm with team mm-hmm. And, uh, so I also never saw that working, and I was just curious whether someone had really good uh, experience with that. And what I can imagine is, if you have a kind of uh, spec which is uh, forced enforced by law, or is already you know it, it was already you know designed by several companies, then you can t- of course take the spec and generate the code because uh, the the spec is set in stone. So whether it is good or bad, you mm. can you ha- you you uh, you have to use it. But um I regarding think, regarding yeah. the uh, perfect interface, I think it is doable, but uh, what, what I think what will happen is if we would design the perfect interface and then computer will execute that, uh, it would be much more expensive than implement, you know, the bottom-up approach, than implement the code first and end up having the spec. And we implemented everything by ourselves. This would be less expensive than spend all the time for the perfect interface, and, and, and then do the computer the, 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 the work to do.
1: Sure, that's what I think. And, and the question also is, what is the perfect interface? Because everything lives in a context, right? Yeah. So if, if, if context changes, and context will always be changing because the world is, is expanding, so uh, to tomorrow it, it wouldn't be the perfect interface anymore, and you have to start from scratch. Yeah. So it's much easier to just model your code, take the code as it is, mm-hmm. and and if the context changes, then change your code.
0: Yeah, and and the if if you think about such an interface with metadata and everything, so it 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 could or it it probably will work. Such a thing would work like a generator because the mm-hmm. computer will have you know to interpret the interface or generate bytecode or do something with it, and if the if 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 a small thing in the interface changes. It could gen, gen- the, the whole, you know, implementation of the interface could be completely different. So, probably you couldn't even oversee the impact if you had such a thing. So, uh, therefore, right. it is way easier, you know, to to have a lot of cycles behind the interface, and hide the implementation, yeah. and then at the end of the day expose the interface. So, this interesting, interesting discussion actually. And what interests me right now: why you wanted to have the Java SE Bootstrap code for JAX-RS? Wow,
1: it's that's, that's pretty simple. Um there are different implementations of JAX-RS. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for example Jersey checks or uh uh, uh uh CXF and Rest EC. Mm-hmm. And uh we wrote code using the native uh, Java SE bootstrap uh, from Jersey. Mm-hmm. And uh we wanted to try out n- another runtime engine so we wanted to get rid of Jersey actually. Um not because it's bad, but we wanted to see yeah. if there's a better implementation. And uh, we noticed that the others also have similar bootstraps, but with completely different API.
0: So you so, use the client um, or we use the client, right? The client. No, uh, no,
1: no, no. We, we used uh, a few classes of
0: of, of Jersey. Okay. Okay. Um, but why i mean usually the use case would be the server boots you know yeah. the jersey and how are the reactress right. implementation but what the server does i don't care i don't yeah. not server implementor that,
1: that, that, that's right but we don't want to have a server actually we we want to have a uh, really small boilerplate services mm mm-hmm. mhm so uh we we had experiments with Payara, for example, and Payara micro, mm-hmm. and this was far too much code we don't want to have so why we not but i mean if it, if starts
0: if you start you know in th- three seconds and it's small enough, who cares well, it doesn't. Or, okay <laughs> what, what was your problem <laughs> so where it runs on the machines or what what What? what yeah, are you yeah, building we'll, how many what, services what, do you what, have what, in a company?
1: Um, we we intend to have several hundreds in, ah, in the end. Currently, okay. cu- currently we we have one big service doing lots of things, and we want to split it down in really microscopic services. Ah, okay. And we 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 don't want to have boot times of ten seconds. We we intend to have boot times below one second, for example. And we don't want to have hundreds of megabytes of chars. Just for doing a
0: microscopic thing, right? Why you would so, like to have um, hundreds of microscopic services? This is what I usually don't like to have. So why? Why? Do, <laughs> yeah. What is it beneficial in your case?
1: So the, um, the the benefit is we we have a, a real huge application. Yeah. Uh, which is very very old and it's huge. Yeah. Right. And it has it has interconnections at points where you never expected them. Yeah. So we, we had an idea to split it down in these microscopic services to to have a clear view what is the, the needed interconnection between the services. So we built we build everything from scratch currently to define exactly what service is providing which information and, and consuming which information.
0: So, so and your your have... motivation is uh, monitoring and and how data flows, so auditing, so you can see what the services mm-hmm. are doing and how they communicate with each other, right? Right. right. Okay, but several hundred. And still, there's a the lot. Se- there's yes. <laughs> well,
1: the, the 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 software was built in twenty five years, so you collect a lot of things. <laughs>
0: okay, T- ten service ten services per year, one service a month in twenty five years, and we have you know two hundred fifty services. So. That's the point. Not not that crazy. Have you looked at Helidon or Quarkus?
1: Yes, we looked at that. Um, this was invented, I think, two or three years after our own research. Mm-hmm. Um, it it's interesting, but it it goes in a direction we don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, we we want to do pure Java. We mm-hmm. we want to do standards, and. They start again with with building their own proprietary thing. Like Red Hat is providing a Red Hat thing. Mm -hmm. It's not really an open standard. Sure, it's an open source project. You can contribute, but it's not a standard. And um, if, if you have to service your applications for decades, which is what we do, Actually, we have, we have customers with service contracts running for 20 years. Uh-huh. Um, we, we want to do the smallest <laughs> possible denominator, which is always a standard.
0: I'm, I'm with you. So, so, so The Quircus, uh, the problem with Quarkus is, uh, or your problem with Quarkus would be, you, you don't actually see the main method. But in Halidon, you could actually yes. create your own main method and then you know, boot whatever you like and you can actually boot the Jaxxor service. <laughs> So uh, this is mm-hmm. less coupling, I would say, for your case, right?
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Halidon Helidon, uh, shares a lot of ideas and technology with what we do, with with the small difference that we did it first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and and Halidon
0: copied, copied your afford, right?
2: <laughs>
1: no, it, it, I, I don't know. I, I know Dimitri since several, several years, and maybe I talked – too often about the idea of the Java SE bootstrap. <laughs> I don't know. In, in, in the end, it's, it's more or less the same what we are
0: doing. Mm-hmm. That's but right. uh, I'm with you. So, um, I'm actually absolutely with you. Because uh, my opinion, my personal opinion is, if you start something serious, look first what Java SE gives you. So, if this is not enough, I would expand I, I, I'm expanding to Jakarta E and Java. But in your case, if you have one app, and this is a product, so every you know vendor dependence is a is is actually dangerous for you. If you can afford, and you just you know you have a dependency on let's say an Open JDK, then it's the best possible position because you get you know the productivity from Java and and the stability and everything else is optional. So you can swap the implementations and nothing can happen to you. So I absolutely get your your strategic you know vision because it's exactly what I'm telling my clients. Except in, in, in my, my world, uh, my clients don't run usually such products. We have more projects. So the dependency on Quarkus, Helidon, or Payara is just fine.
1: Yeah, sure. Um, our company is a bit special in that point because uh, we have that long running service contracts, uh, mm-hmm. which leads to different thinking. Um, we, we have teams that actually decide against open source because they they uh, say it's it's even better if you write this library on your own yeah so uh, i'm I, I'm the crazy guy because i I convince my colleagues to trust on different companies because all my colleagues only trust our own company
0: yeah so. and this is not that this is this is not that uh special. I uh, remember I was in a project around 2003 2004, and I worked with uh, software. This was Java software they, they built for power plants, and they say we we have to control the entire stack. So if if something breaks, uh, we we should be able to fix that. Exactly what you said, and they say we could do open source or we can implement everything. and uh, And they actually implemented prior Java everything in C. So they had everything. Implemented by their own, from you know, database to, to 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 whatever you can imagine, and so we slowly, you know, we started with uh, with JBoss back then, but there was one guy in the company who full time just you know cared about the JBoss. So if something broke, he was able to fix to fix it. So I think um, right. this is what what lack like, completely is lacking in projects I see. They just, you know, pick the latest stuff you've write in Java magazine, so it's your fault, or IX, or Heise. <laughs> they just copy everything over and then go to a project and say, after us, I don't care. And then, you know, the dependencies get forgotten. Yeah. They all often disappeared even from the Internet. And then the clients are stuck with software, which is no more operational.
1: Yeah, right. That, that is what we experience too. And that's why our company has has two uh ways to go the first way is write everything on your own and the second way is um if we uh, use open source and we use open source a lot, then we must be committers or at least be able to influence the committers. and so probably, the project... uh, make the
0: make also the software buildable in-house right so what I assume whatever right. you are depending on you are checking out the right. source and build it in house you're perfect yes we
1: uh-huh. we we're, we're we're building in-house uh, only the most essential parts uh we we build in house uh, Johnson Jersey uh eclipse link and and a few of that libraries mm-hmm. um but in in the other libraries we try to be influences so we know what's happening in future with that libraries yeah. so for example we are using a uh, commander which is a small library mm-hmm. um and and we are in contact with the main authors to understand what they are target directions so.
0: are. yeah perfect so really I'm really glad we talk about that so I have now a reference as a podcast reference I can point to because uh, people also o- always say to me you are crazy that you know about your dependencies because I don't like any dependencies you have just pick you know standard <laughs> first and you are you are even worse in this <laughs> because uh, for me it's not <laughs> a problem to be depending on Quarkus because you know if someone like it they can pay Red Hat and this is good for me so they or uh, they on they can pay Oracle this is also a solution, you know, to, to, to pay, but there should be one solution. So um, and 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 just you know, downloading something from the internet, patching that, and and and, um, and, uh, and hoping that it works uh, is is not the best strategy. So um, yeah. interesting, because now we see, you know, that your JAXRS commitment was actually laser focused on maintainability in your own company, and not like you know you wanted just to improve the Java E world, which could seem from outside, right?
1: Well, it was both, actually. I, I always try to improve the world, make it a yeah, little sure. better. But, 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 <laughs> but, but
0: you wouldn't just you know commit to JAX-RS without having uh, the use case in a company, right?
1: No, no, no. Actually, if I wouldn't have the use case in the company, I wouldn't be in JAX-RS at all. Yeah. So uh, well, wh- why should I do that, <laughs>
0: actually? Yeah, I mean… Num- <laughs> There are contributors who like technology they just do it.
1: Yeah, there's very bad. There, there is far more interesting technology like drone flying, for example. Oh, <laughs> the, oh you see, I, I
0: for me, Jack Sorris is more interesting than drone flying. So have if,
1: you ever, have you ever tried drone flying?
0: Yeah, but they do everything. Uh, I mean, this is like driving, in you know, RC car. So they just do whatever you yeah, say right. them. right. And yeah, and.
1: To- I, I did it this morning. It's, it's so relaxing. And when you come back from drone flying, you, you are full of power for coding. Okay. So
0: so I- after the show, <laughs> I will probably go out and try you know, some loopings. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't try loopings with your drone.
0: <laughs> cool. Um, and uh, so now I'm curious about the client-side caching. So I remember the discussion. Mm-hmm. So uh, why you wanted to have a client-side caching then?
1: Uh, um, this is because... Um, uh, particular uh, uh, reason of our main application we have huge amounts of data which we have to transfer frequently okay and this data changes very seldom Mm -hmm. so it's not nice that you forward megabytes of xml files again and again and again and again so um what we wanted to have is to do it like a browser if if a browser does a get request he looks in his local cache mm-hmm. and if he sees the, the uh, information isn't stale then the application can do that and we wanted to have this in, in checks rs mm-hmm. actually we don't have it until today yeah um, it, it's a shame because uh, our customers complain about the performance of the clients and caching would be the solution so client-side it's still Mm -hmm. yeah client-side caching right Mm -hmm. um it's still on our on our roadmap actually
0: so what was your idea so you 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 contribute to java se you're the extensions client-side caching what else so Mm -hmm. what were things you were interested in
1: isn't that enough
0: yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm just curious. I have now the unique opportunity, I, you know, to save time yeah, and ask yeah, you what I, you actually did with Jack to
1: No, I, I did actually, uh, I, I, I did more things, more things. And, and there is uh, a roadmap actually on the internet where we collect our ideas uh, since long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and what my personal interest is for the future um, is making it smaller and more modular because uh, often you don't need the client or the server side. So mm-hmm. I want to have this separated. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing is that I want to push it into the future um, in two directions. The first direction is use modern Java technology, because we still are on JDK 8 at the mm-hmm. moment, and mm-hmm. I want to have fluent APIs, for example. Mm-hmm. And on the other hand, <clears throat> I want to... to Change the direction. The, the direction of JAX-RS in the past always was be a, a generic API for application servers, and I want to turn it into a generic API for services, which is something different, because you can do cloud services these uh, these days, and cloud services work a bit different. Um, by the way, I'm, I'm giving a talk about that next week, in Göttingen at the university about Java and Kubernetes. And uh, this is something we do not cover at all currently in Shexoros. You mean you would um, like everything... to consume
0: cloud events or something like this, or what?
1: Um, the 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 idea is to look what special constraints and and features um, clouds provide. We 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 have never collected this, and um, we think there there are use cases where you could support. Um, programming uh, Java in, in, for example, in Kubernetes mm-hmm. um, in checks or as by having, for example, new annotations on new interfaces. And, and this is something I, I give, look forward to. Give me to. a
0: concrete example. Which annotations, for instance, in Kubernetes? So what?
1: Uh, okay, uh, one example could be what um, the micros uh, profile people did. Um, Kubernetes is able to do health checks. Your liveness so, and readiness,
0: uh, right? Liveness, readiness, something like this?
1: Yeah, and, and start up requests, and um, there, there is nothing to support this in Chex or OS. You can do it by ah. hand. I got you. But so
0: what do you mean is that, like you know, the Kubernetes uh, interacts can interact with the pods using HTTP, right? So and you could right. uh, you could standardize the HTTP communication using annotations, right? For example, yes. This okay. is What
1: what okay. what was proposed by uh, MicroProfile people, but it is not part of ChexRS specification. Yeah, yet. it's
0: MicroProfile Health, for instance, right?
1: Right. Mm. Right. So um, there, there are. There are topics that are still not covered by the specification, and, and I want to look into that and and help making Jaxrs more cloud citizen.
0: And um, what, I'm, what I'm what I'm thinking um, right now is um, Jakarta eight, no Jakarta nine uh, will come soon. Which features will Jaxrs provide? Are there any new features? So in Jaxrs X- we X- can X- expect.
1: Um, a- actually, there are new features in JAX-RS we hope you will see it going public this year, but it will not be in Jakarta EE-9 in particular, mm-hmm. um, because uh, the steering committee decided that uh, the, the, the Jakarta EE-9 uh, earthquake will be strong enough already. Okay. What means that? Um in in Jakarta EE-8, we had exactly the same than Java EE-8. It, mm-hmm. it was completely compatible. Uh, when going to Jakarta EE-9, we have to rename all interfaces because um, we must not use the word Java X. Mm-hmm. And all package starts with Java X. Mm-hmm. So we have to rename everything. And if you want to run your existing application, you have to rework it. You, you have to look... For example, in configuration files, where's where is the package name Java X used, and have to replace it by yeah. Jakarta. Uh, by the way, uh, is big bank be,
0: big yeah. big bank was a good idea or or not so?
1: It, it was it was a brilliant idea because perfect. it's 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 a lot of work. Uh, perfect, if, I'm with if you. If you. Just
0: go the... ahead with the renaming. So Jakarta. <laughs> so I just wanted to see yes or no, yeah. but big is big is perfect. It's also my <laughs> opinion, and uh, yeah.
1: so uh, yeah. You, you, you have to do a lot of work. And um, we, we expect that people hate us for that already. And uh, if, if we start to do more things...
0: Well, why do you think so? Because they have to migrate the application? Yeah, because no, you, you have, have to I think this is brilliant. Because I think now in the microservice world, lots of projects are starting. The old project keep, keep, mm-hmm. can keep doing you know, the Java E8 stuff mm-hmm. and new microservices can be implemented with Jakarta E9. And from my perspective... Mm-hmm. It is much clearer than we just say, okay, whatever comes after Jakarta dot, then go with that. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a, mm-hmm. a much clearer than a mix of Jakarta and Java X and Org MicroProfile, right?
1: Yeah, sure. But um, I, I think it's related to the fact that the big vendors have to service um, the, the, the existing applications. Yeah. I, I assume. I yeah, assume. but they, they, they have support
0: so, contracts, they get money. So, I mean, it's a business, right? Right, you the sure in, it's, in it's Angular world, fun. they have to change, you know, <laughs> three times a year the application, <laughs> and everyone loves that. I mean, Wait, so- with, with Angular, you start from
1: scratch every half year. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah a semantic version. is how, how how it feels, and everyone says, yeah. okay, Angular is perfect.
1: Yeah, I, I think there are there are influencing people that simply don't like the idea of doing it again. I I, I think so. Mm-hmm. so Though it, it it was decided by the steering committee that there sh- shouldn't be too much additional changes in, okay. in in java e9 so but which features will come in ja-
0: us, ja- jakarta EE 10 then uh,
1: in jakarta EE 10 then we have um several features from from that i know one in particular which is really really cool and long in the queue which is the the java se bootstrap
2: <laughs> api
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> i wrote it two years ago yeah and, and since then, it's it's laying in, in a branch in in, in, Git, uh, in GitHub. And, yeah. and I'm doing talks with, with exactly the same slides for years now. And people always are asking, when can I do that? And I always tell them it, it needs half a year. Yeah. <laughs> so in, in but uh, this is Chakata 10 this, this will be there.
0: They can reuse your talks? and you know and you can save yeah. a lot of time imagine now you you commit your yeah, extension sure. then you know you have to rewrite the the, the the entire talk right i
1: i have to do small changes to my talk but actually <laughs> you're right <laughs> i i just i just use the same slides um let let me check one thing um i have a roadmap i think we can link uh, uh, yeah. publish that link to yeah. the roadmap yeah. um and uh from that roadmap you can see not just Jakarta EE ten but also um the the next ones mm-hmm. and on that roadmap besides the, the really brilliant Java SE bootstrap API sure, uh, sure. <laughs> we we have for example Hey one uh, w- one, one re- second
0: please don't yeah. mention in your talk that you developed the Java SE to, to uh to to deploy hundreds of microscopic microservices because what happens then, you know? People will attend or my developers who attend your talk come back and try, you know, to introduce millions of microservices with Java SE bootstrap (laughs) algorithm and everything goes south, you know? People (laughs) laugh at the microscopic (laughs) uh, services. I I was a Java user group somewhere, and someone asked me, you know, uh, how I start these services. like, what do you mean? How start a Docker Compose? Yeah, but we have hundreds of services. And I say, Okay. And how big is your team? I say, three developers. And what are you building? It's just a project. What does the project do? And it says, yeah, they just um, money conversion, you know, for converting, you know, the from US dollars to euros. Uh-huh. It's like, okay, but it's uh-huh. not that complicated. No. It's like, why you have so many microservices? And they say, I, because we need them. We have microservice architecture. We need the microservices. And then I ask, you know, and... and all the microservices are they somehow isolated? It's like no, no, we always release everything at once. I was like, okay. <laughs> I, 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 I would question the architecture, and he was completely pissed off then because like okay, what I'm propagating <laughs> is you no know, monolithic architectures, and they sort everything through. The only problem is, you know, to start the entire application because they have to start multiple hundreds microservices. Yeah, this was the short discussion what I had, and you started again, you know, with the microservices. <laughs> so I was curious, what was your no, idea no, behind?
1: it? No, no, not not everybody is forced to do that just because I did that. Yeah, okay? no, but no, um, but
0: people listening, this is the problem with Netflix. <laughs> they go to Netflix and they say, hey, we need yeah. hit they 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 yeah. build uh, build in everything streaks, and and then it dies, right? So yeah, if your tool is the hammer, then you nail everything. Yeah, so you always provide context. <laughs> so my micro in my project, I have to tell you. It is hard to find project with more than ten microservices because if you are in a mm. business project, so my microservice is more like you know subsystem. It's not like microscopic. It's more. It makes sense from business point of view, right? Like payment. Yeah. Yeah. And this sure. this works great, but having sure. smaller microservices, then it, I get you. So if you have co- you know the complete knowledge about the applications, 20, 25 years of experience, you can properly do it. But I think this is absolutely undoable in 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 normal project. I would say.
1: Certainly only it, it it simply is the reflection of of the decades yeah um, so we we know exactly what is the service and where is the the demarcation line to the next one okay but you you asked about the roadmap and, yeah sorry uh, i we we have 3 minutes to go so um, no we have a let, lot of time
0: there's no meeting in your in, really? in your case right now right
1: I have no meeting, but I, I thought your you, your audience gets bored someday. <laughs> I
0: I don't care about the audience. No, if the if my my guest is uh is interesting, so we can uh, a little bit go longer than this, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> so um <laughs> yeah, sure, great. So
1: it's, it's Saturday evening. I have lots of time. Um yeah, there, there's more in the queue for Jacks rest. Um we we for example want to replace our own um, dependency injection framework that uh-huh. we invented for JAX-RS uh, 1.0 mm-hmm. um we want to replace it by CDI. Yeah
0: this context and is this at context is no more there right?
1: Uh, it's still it's still there at the moment. Yeah but, we want but, to get rid of that. Yeah. And um people are happy to hear that uh, but it will be a lot of work so uh, I, I cannot tell you when exactly this will come but it definitely will be the next in the queue after after Jakarta EE 10 mm-hmm. and then we have in the queue support for JPMS modules and for Java 9 plus features mm-hmm. and um for the flow API and we we queued one thing again and again and again which is support for NIO API to improve uh, the performance of the application. Mm-hmm. And everything be- besides that is up to proposals by users.
0: Mm-hmm. And JPMS, how exactly you would like the Java Platform Module System, how exactly, right. uh, what is the idea to support that? So what is to do exactly?
1: Yeah, the, the, the idea actually is that somebody comes to us and tells us what he wants.
0: Okay, yeah, <laughs> we, exactly.
1: Because. We, we, the, the, the experts the experts just had the, the, the idea that to to better modularize the, mm-hmm. the API at, at the moment you just have the idea split client and server mm-hmm. um, but but maybe we could modularize more and i I hope that um, somebody comes with a brilliant idea what the modules should look like. So we just have the password written in our roadmap, but no clear idea of that.
0: Yeah, because I mean, what I could imagine is like someone implements a module and this module, if you find the module, it could be visible as a resource. Like I know one-to-one binding between path and a module, like more like business, something like this, but anything else, yeah. I, I mean, I have no idea well, what to do. The-
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, there, there, there is, there is a reason why why we came to uh, the modules. Um, if you look at uh, Jersey, for example, how mm-hmm. how Jersey is implemented, uh, Jersey actually is is not a product; it's a framework. Mm-hmm. You you have lots of dependencies you need to pull in, and these dependencies provide a magic. Mm-hmm. Um, this magic comes from uh, an auto scan mechanism built in in Jersey, mm-hmm. and we bring this uh, magic into JAX-RS uh, in Jakarta E10. So you can write auto-magic feature inclusion. And um, so with JPMS, what we could do, for example, is provide uh, modules which enable new jax features. features. Um, example, in the past, we had support for JSON and we had support for XML. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was hard-coded into JAX-RS. And with JPMS support, we could make it optional. So you could strip your application down to the lowest level. So you have, you have a very small JAX-RS core. And if you think you need support for XML, whatever, um, you enable a JAX-RS module, and by by enabling this, it pulls the implementation of Jersey, for example. So actually, the 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 smaller you want to think, in the end, you have to provide more and more modules on the API level to allow the implementation to strip stuff. Yeah, so this so is that's like
0: the, core idea. the more isolated version of a provided interface, right? Um, because now uh, the extension pro- mechanism providing. is more or less with the provider and uh what you could do, you could hide the provider in a module and uh
1: Yeah, sure. You 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 could do that. We 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 didn't actually think about uh the provider interface, we um had uh, another interface for that. But that that's details. Yeah. In in essence, yes.
0: In essence, yes. Okay. Interesting. So but this is not like you know, groundbreaking, it's more like Clean up stuff. Ex- except the Java SE booting man is because it's really nice um, to have that. And um, what I use a lot, I would like to tell you what I do, how I test Jaxrs REST mm-hmm. applications, and you c- you can tell me whether it's a good idea or not. Um, what, uh, what 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 I am using basically is um, so we have a microservice with JaxRS REST that exposes uh, REST HTTP services, and they have another module. It's called ST for system tests, and within this module, I'm just using uh, let's say Jersey. Uh, or REST easy, but uh, in my unit tests, I'm using, of course, the JAXA REST client, so client builder, new client. I get back the client, then the next method is .target, so I get the web target, and then using from testing. And the idea being is, so this is basically black box test, and there are no shared dependencies between both. So I'm forced, you know, first, to consider my own interface from outside, so more or less like almost test-driven, and I can detect breaking changes because if my uh, service evolves, my system test has also to evolve. And what I can do, I can just check out all their system tests and see whether the recent microservice works with all their system tests. And now comes the cool thing, what I also can do. If another team would like to consume my microservice, I just gave my gave them my system test and they just delete the asserts and they have working client, right? So... um. Mm-hmm what do you think about that mm, well the, the problem is for, first of all um i i
1: have the same problem <laughs> okay but um, uh, the, the point about checks is we we have to be careful what we want to make out of that um checks started as uh, let's say a thin layer above products so to to support your use case, you we need to make a framework out of it. No, it already and works right
0: now. I use it right now. There's nothing else to do, it, so I'm happy. I just just wanted to present what I'm doing with my client.
1: Oh, I I, I thought I thought you want you want to to get some kind of uh, generic support to to better improve
0: that. No, I'm I'm perfectly happy. It's just uh, oh n- I, see. N- I see. I, I just just I wanted to to explain you what I'm doing with my. Yeah. system tests, and because you are working also as, you know, a real developer, yeah. not just ivory tower, yeah. Jaxor S developer, yeah, yeah. I want to share, yeah. you know, um, my, 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 ah, my. I, I, I see, I
1: see. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Um, but what did I want to say? <laughs> so the question I is, you will end up having,
0: you know, several hundreds microservices, yeah. so um uh, my You're opinion right. is unit tests and integration tests are nice but black box tests are yeah. essentials because uh, yeah. no one cares I mean sure. no, no one cares course yeah. what, what whether in your your service works inside I would like to see whether yeah. it's operational from outside and this is right. why I start with system tests right
1: Yeah right um the, what what uh, I envision I, I have always to 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 make a difference because um what what I envision is not what we have today so, yeah. actually, we we have too few tests currently, particularly um, um, black box tests. Mm-hmm. Um, what I envision is that we we have standardized support for for contract based. Um, um um service tests i i wouldn't i wouldn't say it's a black box test it's it's more outside of that because with black box testing, you you think about uh, um, java based testing and mm-hmm. uh, if we talk about services I, I like to have something on the kubernetes level so uh, we we start uh, con- a test container in, in kubernetes and actually test the real running service yeah. because we, we need to test not only Java. And, and
0: uh, this, I, I this, don't have this that This is what today. I'm doing as well. So right. ha- right. I have uh, a Jenkins pipeline which uh, builds uh-huh. the system. So this is actually usually OpenShift in larger companies, which is Kubernetes flavor. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. it is well-supported uh, Jenkins pipeline. And we have unit test integration tests. Yeah. And then yeah. uh, we build the Docker container or pod. And it puts. We wait until readiness and liveness probes are mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, are green, and then the second module, the system test module, f- is is executed, and it tests yeah. the the first module. This is what I what I talk about right. actually.
1: Yeah, right. And uh, and and the poor, oh, for for one people is poor, for the other is good. Uh, the poor point is. This has nothing to do with Java, right? Um, so yeah, what, it does. What do we
0: well, you know why because um, <laughs> most of my projects are Java projects, and I can reuse yeah. the system yeah, sure. test as a client, right?
1: Sure, but but uh, what, what what I think is we we need to find a standardized way to to provide this test mechanism to Kubernetes. So it, it's not something that you build in particular. So you you you. And have some some standard support for these kind of tests uh, built into into Kubernetes. Just just like you have Helm as a standard packaging for applications in Kubernetes, you, you could have something that packages Java services uh, and Java tests, so you you don't have to do it manually. That that's what I I yeah. What what you that. could do with Kubernetes. I don't have that.
0: We could have liveness probe, readiness probe and a functional yeah. probe, you know, yeah. and the functional probe right. would be a set of interfaces which have to run to assure this could right, so and this, this, this could be interesting, right Okay, yeah,
1: yeah, so, but, again, I don't have that is, It's just a vision that I, that I share.
0: No, that this is uh, like I, your I, vision I, like uh, you know this is your, you spoke as anjaxxoores you know, visionaire. I was more curious <laughs> yeah. about your company. What you are doing in your company? Okay, because
1: my, my 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 what my company does is is pretty simple. Uh, we we are using a, a curl to to test whether it works. We we don't write r- real tests. I, yeah. I I would love to have some.
0: Yeah, but and I, instead I, of curl, I, don't, I use yeah. the Juxores client.
1: Yeah, right. I I understand that, and I would love to have that too. But my colleagues are lazy; they don't write.
0: That. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> the problem with with our code is um, if if you are in a business for twenty five years and and you you know your domain so well you know there are parts you don't have to test because if they break nothing's lost yeah. so so you test very very small set of use cases and you know for sure how often people are using that use case so if if you do few tests. Manually, you you have covered already 80% of customers, mm-hmm. and that is what makes them lazy. It's not that they are lazy by birth, <laughs> so it it's, it's just their knowledge that, that they know we we have lots of code that we don't need to test anymore. That they just either you let them break because nothing is lost, or you know if I do this few times, then then it uh, will not happen happen at runtime. Cool so we we have very very few tests that we really need to automate this is the difference to to project yeah. business um, you're into project business you write new code mm-hmm. so you don't know what happens so you need lots of tests and then must be automatic and we are in the reverse situation um uh, we we have running this application on let's say 10000 workstations uh, for 25 years, so we pretty much know what is stable and what is not. So we don't have this pressure for tests.
0: Yeah. But you cannot show me, you know, the, uh, how it's called, the um, Sonar metric, you know, code coverage 80% green one.
1: Oh, I, I, I cannot show you this coverage, but I, I know the coverage we have is about 1%. Um,
0: What I did once... Oh, it,
1: it's really...
0: I, I recorded yeah, really. a video how to improve the code coverage by changing the CSS. You know what I? So I started. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I started. So now, then open developer tools, and of course you can change. You know the the metric just by manipulating the DOM, right? And I did this mm-hmm. just uh, just for fun, and then submitted the screencast, and then was curious what happens, and um, like a, almost like an April Fool, you know, screencast, and uh, and and someone. <laughs> Ping me then and say it works great. But the problem is, if they close the browser or 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 you no know, hit the refresh button, the the, <laughs> the the metric changes back. You know to the to the wrong number. <laughs> and I said this was just a joke <laughs> because why I did it because uh, there are some projects my clients really love. You know the numbers. Uh, they say okay, we would like to have eighty percent code coverage for unit tests, and they completely forget. You know the the curl tests. And I say, okay, uh, if you just mm-hmm. need the statistics, so we can do it easier than testing all the invoking all the getters and setters without asserts, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now yeah. um, switching the topics. A very, very. What is your idea about O data? You know O data?
1: Yeah, no O no data. Um, What's your opinion? Well, I I think there are there are use cases where O data is is really good, but I personally don't don't like doing software that style. Um, I I love more doing interfaces where it's cleanly designed. What happens behind the fence? Though mm-hmm. so, yep. I, I I give a use case and the server executes that use case. Mm-hmm. I I I'm not a big friend of of things like Excel. Okay, where where you say th- there's huge data. Do what you want. Yeah. Um, this this has a history in in our company, um, where people completely crashed our application by by doing big data analysis on a live information. Um, so yeah, this, I, is, I this tell... happens
0: frequently everywhere, I have to say. You know, select yeah. star from somewhere and everything stops.
1: Right, right. And that's why I don't like interfaces which are such generic that you, you ask a server to, to do just something. It doesn't know why you do it. Yeah. You you cannot optimize it. You you cannot prevent failures. Mm-hmm. So I, I I understand why people do that, but I personally don't like that.
0: Yeah, and I, I, there was a use case in recently, and uh, I take a look at the old data, and uh, it is restful. I don't like the how it how it feels. So there's lots of you know dollar yeah. signs. I don't like this, but uh, it is uh, better than if someone has if a you know developer with nine to five developer would just implement a CRUD interface to a database. So I see, you know, stuff like mm. they delete with post or, I don't know, uh, they update with get. And and this OData at least uh, is more explicit to what happens behind the scenes and you can you know filters and queries out of the box. And um, mm. what's your your opinion of GraphQL? You know, this is uh, like OData, uh, yeah, very similar to OData. Have you a chance to look yeah. at that?
1: I, I have not tried it out personally. I... I I understood the idea and um I I understand that there are use cases where it comes really useful if you support that mm-hmm. but it, it 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 plays in 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 the same direction so um yeah I I, I unless I really need it I I wouldn't do that actually
0: yeah this is also my opinion I think
1: yeah. I, I I think it's, it's risky it's, it's simply risky to let a machine do user queries and and you have no clue why the user wants to to pull all that data together and 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 compute something out of that. I I understand that there are use cases where it's really useful.
0: There's a difference. The O data would expose database more or less generically, and the GraphQL you would write a front end service. Uh, and would uh, this front end servers would uh, understand you know the queries and the queries have to be resolved against our beautiful rest services this is how graphql would work and the problem with mm-hmm. graphql of course is you will have to implement additional service and this is mm-hmm. perfect in larger projects in my projects i mean uh, it is harder to yeah. implement because you will probably need yeah. a team who cares yeah. just about the graphql service right
1: this this generic things they they always have to smell of sql somehow and I, I I often think I, I have two hearts in in, in my chest On wow. one one heart <laughs> one heart is is, is is the rest heart right yeah so you, you 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 know your domain and you provide exactly use cases as access methods mm-hmm. and the other heart this why I started with with uh, with uh, IBM machines in the 90s right and yeah. you, you you used to do SQL a lot. Mm-hmm. And I actually like SQL. It, it it's a real cool thing what you can what you can do. You have real power for complex uh analysis and I, I have not found a way to combine these hearts. So Yeah. Well, at, what at you can moment, do I,
0: I... <laughs> what, what you could do, just imagine that. Yeah. So you say uh you have um uh, you like to exp- what I understood is you like to expose business logic, which uh, was modeled, you know, with true code and is, uh, and it just models what, in best case, almost like a DSL is what your business department thinks about the business logic. So one-to-one. Mm. But what you could also do, you could use JaxRS and expose, you know, resources which don't model the business, but could model, for instance, Java methods. So from my perspective, if I do something like... Uh, get methods, and I get array of methods back, or get queries, and I get all the queries back. Is also RESTful, but the context is different. So I'm not exposing, I would say, my business department logic. I'm exposing my runtime, right? And this is also yeah. from the RESTful perspective, absolutely okay.
1: Yeah, sure, sure, it's okay, but um, the, the the question is whether it's beneficial for for your target, and and that's why I say I I think every technology. Has a context in which it's the best or, or at least a good solution, and there's always a context where where it's useless. Mm-hmm. Um, for for our business, um, we we are better off with the domain model, yes, uh, mm-hmm. restful uh, uh, entities, and and uh, we we just have not the driver for for the other thing.
0: Yeah. I I would say in all my projects so far the you know the explicit business driven is, is easier to maintain over the years because you you, you yeah. see what happens uh, in the back end yeah. but the you know yeah. the problem are often queries so you have you know you know the hard stuff which uh, makes up your core domain logic and then you have like you know collateral stuff who, like crud services master data management who actually no one cares and for this particular yeah. cases you could just be more generic yeah sure Mm-hmm.
1: Actually, there are a few customers of us uh, asking things like, can we access your database using Excel? And, uh, well, they, they, they can do, and we let them do. And in future, they will come and, and need a RESTful interface for that, certainly. And it, it would be a possible solution. But this is less than 1% yes. mm-hmm. of, of of access. Mm-hmm. to our data actually so um we 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 know in 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 the back of our heads that there are solutions if people come and, and want to do that we we will support them in like graphql or something but we 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 from from our own roadmap we have no plans to to, to provide that without a customer paying for that
0: yeah sure i was just curious about it your opinion yeah. and uh, yeah my, my experience is very yeah. very similar mm-hmm. so perfect so we cover lots of ground Um, I would like to invite you back yeah, sure. uh, uh, by the way about friendliness <laughs> yeah. uh, You um, uh, Java people are friendly and uh, I the first time w- uh, we talked to each other uh, th- via my podcast I don't yeah. think we met in person in conference or somewhere no right?
2: Let, let me think
0: I don't think so
1: well we 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 both were at checks but I don't think we knew each other but maybe we have met but we we didn't recognize
0: one of the reasons why Possibly. I invite you is because uh, my impression from all the you know what I read because what I also remember is once I wrote something I wrote a generic jca connector and you said okay this is connectors are nice and and you try to do something with the jca connectors and then from the yes. from the Serres, uh, mailing list you were extreme not extremely impression was you were aggressive so you wanted you know to have the client container and you went you know you were you had a goal and and you tried to reach that so this was yeah aggressive mm-hmm. and and I, I was really curious h- h- how you okay. actually are and, and you are not aggressive <laughs> at all you're actually a nice guy but uh the impression from the from the mailing list and everything else is uh, hey the yeah. Marcus Karg is like you know he destroys everything so this was my this is what <laughs> this was uh, my my opinion of you and this is one proof so you know the whole communication via email and Twitter is actually not suitable at all to have a conversation so because you always get completely yeah. wrong impression, right?
1: It, it depends. It depends. Um, the first thing is that aggression has two meanings. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's not only be, being a bad person. No. But certainly there are bad persons. Um it, it also has a positive meaning of, of clearly following uh, a line. Is what so, I meant. yeah. um, like, like, if, if you say, I, I do aggressive optimization algorithm, right? Yeah. Um, so in, in, in the latter meaning, I, I, I am aggressive. I, I try to push API changes into a useful direction very aggressively mm-hmm. and, and I really dislike um, di- di- destroying good ideas by talking too much about it. Yes. So um, that 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 it, it, particularly in the open source world, uh, there often come people you, you never heard of, and 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 they they provide completely useful information in in a very complex discussion, and and the complete discussion is screwed by that. I I I want I don't want to blame particular people. I I have names in my mind, but <laughs> <laughs> this this happens very often. Uh-huh. So, so I I try to be aggressive there to to force the discussion in the right direction again. Yes. But mm-hmm. I. Uh, but 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 personally, I I have no problem with anybody. So no, um, it's
0: just it's a cool observation, yeah. right? So the, the, my impression yeah. that is completely different than before the podcast. So
1: yeah, but but uh, what what uh, you, you said is true. Um, you, you you often have the problem that topics are not suitable for text based discussion.
0: Yes, the, mm-hmm.
1: um, because you you need you need to. Attributes, the first attribute is you must be able to to calm down to to really understand what the sender wanted to say, yes. not not mm-hmm. what he actually wrote, yeah and the second is you you must be fluent enough to actually write what you want to say so yes. if if you if you miss one of these attributes, the end result is a very bad discussion. Yeah, and you and, and and only few people have both of these
0: attributes. And the problem and, um, I had with the whole JCP mailing list back then is um, yeah. too long emails. So there were people who wrote you know right. one pager, and I couldn't just I, I wanted to contribute something, but I got a daily you know fifty emails, and I just couldn't read everything. And I say if I don't read everything, yeah. I cannot contribute back because I don't understand yeah. the context. And uh, I would say. Yeah. If I were the speclet, I would restrict the communication to like three liners. I mean, this is possible if you know the context. We can say today, you know, client cache gets no or whatever, but you don't have to explain, you know, the the entire history. Um, and and this is the problem I had with the with the mailing list yeah. back then. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, um, the 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 problem exactly was um, the the complexity of the topic and the cluelessness of some of the readers. So you you had to explain to them some basics of the topic, and you couldn't do that in few lines. Mm-hmm. So either either way, they they will be pissed off, right? Yeah. If you write a lengthy mail, mm-hmm. they are pissed off because it's way too long. Mm-hmm. If you write a, a very concise mail, they are pissed off because they think you you don't want to really explain them the topic. And and uh, this this is what gets wrong in in many discussions, particularly yeah. if there is a, a, a huge gap be- between the ones having lots of expertise and the ones having only low expertise.
0: As you answered and, uh, me before so, the, as you asked me before the show, you know, do we have to prepare? Yeah. And when we met, so uh, my answer was like, you know, no preparation. Uh, it it will work. Here is the invitation. And then I thought about this, as I was actually yeah. completely rude how I answered to you because you don't know me, and <laughs> I just say yes, no, yes, no, and and <laughs> have fun in, in in one day. But uh, yeah, this is this is one of the problems, right? And if I will answer, yeah. you know, half a page, and you have no time to read, is even worse, right?
1: Yeah, and. Actually, I when when I read the invitation, I was curious how it will work out, and it was really fun to do it
0: <laughs> because no preparation, no nothing, right? Just without, no. <laughs> Yeah, we,
2: I,
1: I I was totally unprepared, and and you ask silly questions and I give silly answers, uh, but it's 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 really fun. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. yeah, and I think it should be as fun.
0: <laughs> so uh, because if you had to prepare, I don't like it's no more honest, you know. So if you prepare a qu- question in That's advance That's and, really and re-ask yeah. again, I mean, this is this is not no fun at all.
1: Yeah, I I I once I once uh, interviewed uh, a few people um, and and had exactly the expression that the fact that they knew the questions upfront in written form. Um, was the cause why the result was not really the truth Mm -hmm. because they they have too much time to think what they want to tell you yeah not 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 what they know but what you what they want to share Mm -hmm. so the it's a good idea to to just start recording and ask questions and if the outcome is too crappy, then you can cut it out.
0: <laughs> yeah. I have no time for cutting, so except you know if there is a silence, so I cut the silence because it's really easy to identify yeah. in my diagram, but I don't put anything yeah. else, it would take years. so I thank you a lot for the conversation, so and now I know you a little bit better, and I would like to invite you back you know in half a year, one year or whatever,
1: yeah, why not and then maybe we we meet on a conference yes
0: yeah. or at least yeah. you know try to. Uh, to find you now because i know you better <laughs> and we will how you Yeah. <laughs> and um so where people can find you so headcrashing. what?
1: um if you if you want to read my blog mm-hmm. you can find it on headcrashing.wordpress.com mm-hmm. and um if you are interested in live presentations yeah um i'm frequent speaker at uh, the JavaLand in march mm-hmm. And uh in summer it's Java Forum Stuttgart and in autumn it's always the EclipseCon Europe. Oh, so cool. if if you look for the programs I'm always in there.
0: Yeah. Thank you then.
2: Yeah, thank you too.